Good morning, folks, and welcome to worship with Paisley St George's. As I said last week, we are working towards opening part of the balcony, which will allow us to worship together in St George's Cosyside. Once we've done this, then the live stream will no longer be available in the Outreach Centre. It will, of course, continue to be available for those who wish to worship at home. A lot of hard work has gone into improving the live stream over the past few weeks and especially this week and a very big thank you to all those involved in this. If you're able to help with stewarding then please speak to Graham Allison because obviously once the balcony is opened up we'll need more help with doing all of that. Next Sunday worship will be led by Muriel Smith Muriel is a trained worship leader and is also one of our deputy session clerks. And this is one of the problems of COVID. We're not able to be together and get to know each other as well as we would like. Hence why I'm introducing Muriel like that, so that when she stands here next Sunday, everyone knows just who she is. And thank you, Muriel, for agreeing to do that. A big thank you to all who contributed to our collection for Women's Aid last week. We collected £260 as well as a bootload of food and we hope that this will be used to ensure that some happy memories can be made this summer. And these are all the intimations. Jesus on the boat in the storm said, peace be still and there was a great calm. We come to God just as we are, sometimes at ease Sometimes confused by life storms, let us trust God with our big questions and listen for God's still small word to restore us to a sense of peace. We worship God in hymn 189, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord, hymn number 189. <laughs>
And now in the stillness, let us come to God in prayer. Let us pray. Eternal God, we praise and adore you for all that you are, for being bigger than even our biggest questions, for caring more than we can fully comprehend. We praise and adore you for your strength and your silence, for your power and your peace. We praise and adore you for being in control and yet not controlling, for being in the storms and beyond them. We praise and adore you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We praise you forever. Father, we praise you for being the creator of all that lives. Son, we praise you for being the redeemer of all who reach out to you. Holy Spirit, we praise you for filling us with power and strength and comfort. You are God, God of our questions and our struggles. And when we too quickly make mistakes, silence for indifference, forgive us and help us. When the voice of our own needs silences the voice of others, forgive and help us. When we abandon others in their storm and watch safely from the shore, forgive and help us. When we lose faith because things get tough, forgive and help us. We pray in Jesus' name and we thank you that through your love, your power and your grace, our sins are forgiven. And hear us now as we pray using the words Jesus taught praying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. This morning we're going to have three scripture readings and our gospel reading will tell of Jesus and his disciples in the boat in a storm. And it's interesting, and listen out for this when you hear the reading, it's interesting that on the Sea of Galilee when Jesus was asleep, the disciples didn't wake him and yell, save us, but asked, do you not care that we are perishing? Maybe we know that given the way the world is, difficult things will happen to us and to those whom we love, and we can't avoid them. We know, we know from watching the news, from reading papers, from talking to people, we know that there is disease, accident, natural disaster, redundancy, failure, and much, much more. And our first instinct might be to say, take it away, God. Probably we know, we accept that this is not always possible because that doesn't seem to be how the world works. So our next urgent question to God might be, don't you care that this is unbelievably hard? In our, one of our Old Testament readings, we're going to hear of Job. And Job had lived his life as an upstanding, clean living sort of guy. And then, well, then he lost his health, his wealth and his family. 
But his big question to God wasn't to take all his troubles away. His desire was to be able to have a conversation with God again, to move between the terrible silence that was between them. He wanted God to hear him in his distress. And in the section from Job that we will read this morning, God finally speaks to him. And although he doesn't get a straight answer, the desire of Job's heart is met. God has heard him and is speaking to him again. And eventually, eventually Job does get his health, wealth and family back again with, we might imagine, new appreciation. All of us, all of us at some point in our spiritual journey will have difficult questions to ask of God. And I remember a former moderator of the church saying that when his son JJ Chalmers was injured in Afghanistan, that he could not pray, but he was upheld by the prayers of others. So we all have these moments, these moments when we struggle to talk to God, these moments when we feel as if we're not being heard, these moments when we know within our hearts that God can't rescue us, but we have the assurance that God cares for us in our troubles, that God does hear us. And knowing that we've been heard makes all the difference. It can give us strength for the challenges. It can give us new ways of opening ourselves up to love and joy. It can help us to know the really important things in life and just how distracted we have been. It can bring us to a new and deeper life. So let's now turn to scripture to hear first of all Job's conversation with God, or rather God's words for Job. Our scripture lessons this morning will be read for us by Margaret McIntyre. Our reading this morning is from Job chapter 38, reading from verse 1 to verse 11. Job 38, verse 1 to 11. Then the Lord answered Job out of the tempest. Who is this who darkens counsel with words devoid of knowledge? Brace yourself and stand up like a man. I shall put questions to you and you must answer. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you know and understand. Who fixed its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line over it? On what do its supporting pillars rest? Who set its cornerstone in place while the morning stars sang in chorus and the sons of God all shouted for joy? Who supported the sea at its birth when it burst in flood from the womb? When I wrapped it in a blanket of cloud and swallowed it in a dense fog. When I established its bounds, set its barred doors in place and said, Thus far you come, but no farther. Here your surging waves must halt. We continue in our worship with hymn 153, Great is Thy Faithfulness, hymn 153.
We turn now to the Psalms of David, Psalm 107, reading verses 1 to 3 and then 23 to 32. It is good to give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So let them say who were redeemed by the Lord, redeemed by him from the power of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from east and west, from north and south. And then at verse 23. Others there are who go to sea in ships, plying their trade on the wide ocean. They have seen what the Lord has done, his marvelous actions in the deep. At his command, the storm wind rose and lifted the waves high. The seamen were carried up to the skies, then plunged down into the depths. They were tossed to and fro in peril. They reeled and staggered like drunkards, and all their skill was of no avail. So they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. The storm sank to a murmur, and the waves of the sea were stilled. They rejoiced because it was calm, and he guided them to the harbour they were making for. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his enduring love and for the marvellous things he has done for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the elders' council. And now we read in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, at verse 35 to 41. Mark, chapter 4, at verse 35. That day, in the evening, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. So they left the crowd and took him with them in the boat in which he had been sitting. And some other boats went with them. A fierce squall blew up and the waves broke over the boat until it was all but swamped. Now he was in the stern asleep on a cushion. They roused him and said, Teacher, we are sinking. Do you not care? He awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind dropped and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you such cowards? Have you no faith even now? They were awestruck and said to one another, Who can this be? Even the wind and sea obey him. May God add his blessing to these readings of his word. Amen. Thank you, Margaret. We continue in our worship with hymn 509. Jesus calls us o'er the tumult, hymn 509.
This morning, we've heard of the troubles of Job. In the psalm, we've heard of the struggles mariners have had since time immemorial. And in the gospel, we've heard of the storm encountered by Jesus and his disciples. Troubles, storms, struggles. This past 18 months have been at best turbulent for the world and for all its people, for you and for me. In January last year, we listened to the news of an illness affecting people in Wuhan. Scientists labelled it COVID-19. And I suspect that many of us thought it'll be like SARS or MERS or swine flu. And yet the news got worse. The cases increased, the disease travelled the face of the earth. We were afraid. Countries locked down, we were told to stay at home. We felt isolated. We were isolated, unable to see family and friends, unable to come together to worship. These restrictions were totally out with our ken. Never before had our church buildings closed. Never before had we been told to stay at home. Never before had we been told not to hug our families. We called out to God at times in sorrow, at times in anger, in confusion. Well, I don't know about you, but at first I thought, well, a couple of months and then things will get back to normal. How wrong, how naive. But how much harder would it have been if we had known? But we travelled through those days lamenting. Lamenting lives lost, jobs lost. Lamenting the loss of human contact. The inability to offer and receive an embrace, a hug in the darkest of days. Each of us will have endured these days. We will have watched as families sat apart at funerals. We may have been part of such a family. Through television, we've seen the harrowing scenes in hospitals and care homes as people were unable to be with their loved ones. And some of us will have experienced this firsthand. We may have looked for reasons. Why is this happening? Why is there no answer? There may be theories, but there is no answer. Yes, we have been through turbulent times. And yes, it does seem as if the storm is abating. There are still waves, but it seems as if they are settling. But like the disciples in the storm-tossed boat, we may well have shouted out to God, why? Don't you care? Well, let me assure you, God does care. For throughout all of this, God has been with us. He has wept at the hospital bedside as an iPad was held to enable a family to say their goodbyes. He has wept as someone put off going to the doctor because they didn't want to be a burden to the NHS or because they were afraid of COVID. God has been beside us. He has been beside us all, every step of the way. And he will continue to be there for us he will continue to be there for us because he cares. He surprised the disciples by stilling the storm. He will surprise us too. Out of the storm, God answered Job. In the psalm we hear, in their trouble they called to the Lord and he saved them. They must thank the Lord. They must proclaim his greatness. God cares. 
And because God cares, we are called to care too. And we are called to proclaim his greatness. Today is Sanctuary Sunday or Refugee Sunday. And this year it coincides with World Refugee Day. There are more displaced persons in the world today than at any other point in history. And we live on an island. And to state the obvious, surrounded by sea. And many refugees seek to travel by water. The refugees who are attempting to travel across the English Channel are generating headlines and disagreement. We've all seen images of small boats crammed to the gunnels with men, women and children, some wearing life jackets, some not. We have seen over the years shocking images of bodies. And each one of us will have our own opinion about immigration, about refugees. But for most of us, even the thought of having to leave our home and become someone seeking refuge in a foreign land is out with our way of thinking and it's out with our personal experience. But to finish this morning, I'd like to share with you the reflections of a Church of Scotland minister, the Reverend Rahil Arif, as he shares some of his own journey of refuge. But he also shares about finding comfort and strength in God. Rahil says, remembering my story today, when I reflect on it again, I think when life gets tough, where do you run? In our lives, even as Christians, whenever we feel hurt, disappointed, confused, whenever life gets difficult, we often flee from God rather than running towards God. Yet the Bible tells us that God is our stronghold, our stability, our security. I have personally experienced and lived the hardships and agony which many Christians in Pakistan suffer every day in various forms of persecution. When I looked at the title for this Sunday, I thought that it needs to be called Asylum, Refuge and Sanctuary, as it was in my case, because whenever somebody like me arrives to seek asylum in another country, it's the asylum process that he or she goes through first, which is itself a very tough, challenging and horrible. Once you're granted asylum, you're then called a refugee and find a refuge. The story can become one of sanctuary. I was warmly welcomed and started working as a support worker in a care home. When I responded to my call to become a minister to serve God and his people in Scotland, Sanctuary Church welcomed me and offered me all the support, resources and training that I needed to fulfil God's plan for my life. And now I am God's servant, serving God's people in the west of, Falk, of Falkirk. The church celebrates Refugee Sunday once a year, but our call as Christians is to act every day. It is an opportunity for Christ's body to reflect on God's heart for refugees and to pray and provide for the millions of struggling refugees and displaced people around the globe. The words of Rahil Arif, written for today, 
for Refugee Sunday. Let's take those words away with us today. Amen. And as we think of refugees seeking refuge across seas, we worship God in hymn 260, Eternal Father, strong to save, hymn 260. And now let us dedicate our offerings. Let's pray. Lord God, we have made our offerings to you of money in the plate or direct to the bank. We make too our offerings of our time and our skills. And we ask that you would bless all that we offer to help grow your kingdom in this parish of St. George's and further afield. We ask that you would help us all to discern how best we can serve you. And we pray that you would grant wisdom to those who have responsibilities for the stewardships of our gifts. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Today we've thought about the storms that we and others have and are experiencing. So let's come before God now with our prayers for others. Lord God, we thank you that where we are, you are with us. We remember in prayer today those whose businesses are sinking, those drowning in debt, those going under with stress. Faithful God, may they know you care. Loving God, may they trust you're there. Saving God, hear our prayer. We pray for those embroiled in stormy and violent relationships among and within nations, communities and families. Those played out on the world's stage. Those hidden behind closed doors. We pray for all who turn to women's aid and we give you thanks for all who reach out to those in need. Faithful God, may they know you care. Loving God, may they trust you're there. Saving God, hear our prayer. We pray for fathers throughout the world, fathers who strive to do their best for families and fathers who struggle to look after their families. We pray for all who flee their homeland to seek refuge in another country. And we give you thanks for countries, organisations and individuals who offer help to those in need. We pray for all who are suffering today, for all who are ill, for all who are anxious, for those who mourn. In a moment of silence, we offer you our prayers. Faithful God, may they know you care. May we know you care. Loving God, may they trust you're there. May we trust you're here. Saving God, hear our prayers. Offered in Jesus' name. Amen. We close this morning's service with a hymn, Will Your Anchor Hold? And as we listen, we remember that we do indeed have an anchor that will hold, for it is grounded firm and deep in our Saviour's love. Hymn 737, Will Your Anchor Hold?
And now, if you're able, I would ask that you stand for God's blessing. Lord, as we leave this time of peace, send us out into the calms and storms of life, knowing we need no other protector but you. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest and remain with you and all whom you love this day and forevermore. Mm -hmm.